You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. You know, sometimes things happen, and if you don't talk about something about what's happening, you sort of seem out of touch. Uh, we, of course, we want Torah to be uh, eternal, and the ideas of Torah are, are uplifting and important. Doesn't have to. It, I could be talking about Pigol and Neuser or any other sugya, and of course, it's important to learn. But I thought that it would be an important thing uh, to at least talk around what's going on now. Um, I, I, if, to talk about our brotherhood and our empathy and our understanding uh, for the African-American community. I think that's already been spoken about. I've actually, again, it's not me, but again, I, I gave a, you can go on the, on the podcast site and I talked about that in one of the programs. Again, I'm not telling you should, the OU has issued a very nice statement, but I thought since this, these events, the, the riots that are occurring, the protests that are occurring, are a byproduct of, yes, the persecution and the uh, of the African American community and the, the the sense of suspicion and lack of equality that still persists in many areas of our country. But I thought maybe to talk about the police aspect. Um, now, what do, what do we have to talk about? How policing we 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 owe so much to the police of protecting us and providing security and safety for us in our communities. But I thought it might be interesting to take a look at policing in Eretz Yisrael, where, as in this article that, that I, I took out of, uh, I think I took out of uh, uh, the Eretz Chemda website, you can see that this really wasn't so much an issue for us until uh, we had our country. So let me just read you a little bit of the introduction here. Um, Sheila Sherusim Shal Yehudim bin Mishtara Hamikomit questions about Jews joining the police force. Kimat Lohis Oruha, you don't have these questions coming up uh, in, in, in the response to literature. Because mostly, this is an interesting comment, the way they say it, especially in New York, uh, uh, it was difficult for a Jew to even get a job in the police force. Many times Jews, you know, the police force was, uh, uh, again, without sounding prejudicial, in many ways, the police force in New York was an Irish type of uh, uh, fraternity. And because of that, uh, Jews didn't really have so many positions as policemen. Uh, and he says also because for years there was an anti-Semitic attitude. The, poli- the police force was, you know, the Aryans, the Irish, whoever it was that was running it. We don't have that many issues of showing up. What does a Jew do if he's in the police? Um, now, uh, today, obviously, in Eretz Israel, it's different. And as he points out here, this is a different question than war against our enemies. And we're not talking about the police being sent out for suspected terrorists. What we're talking about is police 
in the communities, communities that need to be. Right, that's true, Avrami. Now there is. But I'm saying, if, if we're looking, you know, this is Truman's and Poskin. I try to find precedent. It was only in, in 1948 when they realized that we're, we're get, the Jews are going to be the police force that Rav Herzog started thinking along with other Rabbonim, okay, we don't, we don't really run the show. But if we could, and if we would, what would be some halakhic guidelines of how the police should act? And I sort of cheated here because I didn't mention Shabbos in the uh, in, in the blurb, but it's mostly going to be about Shabbos. But I think it's going to give us a bigger picture about the importance of policing and how important it is to have them. So I'm going to let Rav Herzog speak, and and, and this comes from a, an article uh, from the uh, Torah Journal Torah Vamadina. One of the things that happened that was incredible, and not so incredible because it was great, it was obvious what was going to happen. That once the Jews had their country, there was an explosion of of, of, of literature and writings and booklets and journals, uh, and mo- and many of them were were focused on w- this new situation of a Jewish country. One of the mo- more important journals was Torah Medina, and Rav Herzog, who was the chief rabbi. Uh, contributed in that journal. This uh, that I took from Eitzra Chachma was from the 1950 Tavshin Yud Gimel, Tavshin Yudalid edition, which was 53, uh, 54. So we're talking about something that was written uh, 60 something years ago. Let's take a look and let Rav Herzog describe why he's getting involved in this. As I said, recommendations of the chief. Rabbi, <laughs> I know. Mark, I hope you appreciated the little the joke there as far as that goes. Okay, if there is a break in the audio, I can switch to the phone if everybody wants me to do that. If, if everybody's doing fine, it may just have been on my end, so I just wanted to check. Okay, you tell me. Uh... Okay. 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 It seems okay. Okay. Good. So it must have been on my end. That's why I went. I took okay. It. I understand. I understand. Okay. So here we go. So if Herzog wrote the following: Maisa Pesha, acts of, of 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 crime, and especially we're talking about attacks and and and, and violent actions. He says in 1953-54, they're increasing in the country. In fact, even murders are increasing by open mafia in Israel. Now, the people who are committing these crimes, and especially in Israel, many of them, uh, I don't know if that's still the case. You can maybe speak to it a little bit better than me. Many people were armed. Israel is a country where many people have armed, and therefore, <laughs> um, if they're going to get involved, they've got their weapons, their sidearms with them. Now, I know there is some uh, demand to return your weapons if you were in the military, you have to return your weapons back. But I know there's many people that 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 are uh, that are packing in Israel, and that was probably the case in, in 53 as well. Rav Herzog then says that we know that every Every little argument 
can quickly develop into murder. And especially, and Avrami will appreciate this because we talked that we've been talking about this in fine tune aloha about different communities together. Look, Israel is not a utopia, right? It's not like everybody's there, like 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 the like the uh, propaganda. There is a sense you're different than me. You 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 have a different tone of your skin. You 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 have different minhagim. You you speak a different language. You you right, and especially when you have communities where you have different people from different sections, and that's part of what the basis of Eretz Yisrael is. There's going to be referred success. There's going to be outbreaks because people are not elevated. They the worst parts of them come out when they are confronted with, yes, other Jews, but other Jews, Jews from another perspective. Then Rav Herzog says, Yom HaShabbos, Hilamar Besatzar, Hayom HaChimesugel Lemikrum Matzivim. The events usually happen on Shabbos. Shabbos is when the saddest events occur. Why? Because, first of all, Shabbos has become, based on the fact that in respect to the religious world, Shabbos is when people or people aren't working. And also, what happens is, in Israel, people get drunk on Shabbos and Yom. And therefore, you have the lack of work, idle hands, the devil's workshop. And because of that also, the fact that people are involved in drinking. Therefore, put these first four points together. We need to control this situation. How do we control it in a way that is halachically correct? So Rav Herzog says, uh, says once away, says, police getting involved quickly can obviously stop these things from happening. And what is important about that? Patrolling. So in other words, there's one issue is the police are called to the scene and prevent an argument becoming Shvichas Damim. Herzog says, we don't necess- we're not going to decide how difficult is the fight, how difficult is the domestic issue between these two parties. We're going to be Choshesh Pekuach Nefesh because of what we've seen already all the time. Now, but we also need patrolling. If there's a patrol, then that can do a lot. Police patrolling can do a lot to limit and stop those incidents from flaring into, into something worse. So therefore, now in those days, it was through the telephone, through the radio, whatever it is, through a text. Today, he says, the patrol immediately secures what's happening. It should go there. So obviously, you need to use everything you can to, to connect to the officers, that the officers should be able to be on the scene as quick as possible. Okay. So you know that Rav Herzog at this point is going to allow all sorts of uh, traveling to the spot and connecting this to them. But now we're going to get, to, what about 
afterwards, now that it's broken up, now that the guy, the drunk guy who had the the, the smashed uh, bottle has been stopped and has been put uh, in, in, you know, they've got him in the hold, whatever it is, and and now they've stopped the the violence from occurring. But now it's important to do what? To make sure that there will be a case afterwards. He says it's not just we're here to stop the fight. There needs to be consequences of the violent action. So you need to have mishpat v'diyunim. There needs to be a a, a consequence that's going to happen in terms of a court case. And how does a court case occur? The only way a court case occurs is if the police on the spot make a report. Because the report is a way that this perpetrator is going to be have to answer for what he did and to realize there's consequences. What else do you need? You're going to need to, if the guy's not around or if the guy is here, you want to check him out, you need to take his fingerprints. And that should happen as quickly as possible when the action occurs. Now, you're going, oh, that's a Chil Shabbos. You have to write the report. You have to do Tzaviyah. All those things are halachically questionable, right? But here, if Herzog is taking the big look at things, and he's saying, If there's no report, there's not going to be any justice. And if the guy feels that he's safe, Okay, he stopped him from from beating this guy to a pulp. But he's safe from having to face the charges. So obviously, the safer you feel, the more it's going to happen. If you don't have a strict system where there's consequences, then these things are going to occur even more. And, Rav Herzog says, that there are situations that see that you look at them originally, they seem, eh, they're not so serious. But they're much worse. So therefore, again, everything needs to be reported because, and we can't just assume, ah, this was nothing. All right? Now, if you're going to say halachically, well, you don't need to travel there on Shabbos. There should be less patrols on Shabbos. He says that, again, it will create a sakonis nefoshos. Because there'll be more, if people realize that there's less patrol cars on Shabbos, then that's going to lead to, to, to the worst part of people's nature coming out. Therefore, um, Rav Herzog says, I want to try to create a guideline that it should work according to halacha. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, they're not going to, this is what I've heard success. He says, Mikivin shekfi matzav advarim kayom, ena mostos amamunim ha'okach notem ufishol v'schashev imoros halacha. The people that are running the police, the people that are involved in that, in, in whatever government office, they aren't going to care really what the chief rabbi says. And, and I know that it's not really going to make a difference in terms of setting the law of the country and that everyone is going to try to live according to it. 
And Rav Herzog, this statement, Rav Herzog made, just let me make something parenthetically. He was living with this constantly. One of the things, one of his unfinished masterpieces was how a Jewish government can function according to halacha. And he wrote many chapters of it, but it's really a big unfinished work of his. And obviously, that's what he would have wanted to happen. He would have wanted the whole country. He wasn't going to try it. This doesn't mean to turn the country through, that everybody would be shaymer mitzvahs. But it would mean anything that was part of the official running of the country would be according to, would not be a violation of Allah. That's what he would want. And that's what, in a way, when I guess when the idea of the chief rabbi began, there was these dreams that Rav Herzog had could happen. But he, he was a realist. That's part of the reason he became chief rabbi. was because, again, as you know, uh, though some of you might know, that there was a debate as to who should be the chief rabbi. The two candidates at the time were Rav Herzog and Rav Harlap. And, and, and Rav Herzog, for a number of reasons, was chosen. Uh, and, and one of them was because of his practicality. Uh, he had a lot of um, familiarity with dealing with, part of it was that you know he became, uh, he had the position when, when the British were still uh, in control. And he had a lot of um, experience dealing with the Brits. He was the chief rabbi in Ireland. And uh, he knew what it was dealing with, especially with the IRA and other things like that. So he knew what it was like dealing with the English overlords. Plus, he spoke English perfectly, and he wrote in English uh, elegantly. Uh, but more than that, Rav Harlap was like a makubu. Rav Harlap was like a makubu, uh, and uh, therefore, uh, Rav Harlap was not considered the rabbi for the time. But the point I'm trying to make is Rav Herzog was a realist, and he understood. And he says, you know what? Hopefully, Bertzel Sashem this could happen. And maybe we'll get to a time that the country will be able to accept it. And maybe, I don't know if Rav Herzog felt he was going to live to see it. But he felt he would put it on the paper and, and, and it would be something to come back to. So we'll cover Rav Herzog and we'll cover his vision. Let's take a look. Um, First of all, he finds a beautiful Gemara in Erevin, on Dafsamachalif. The Gemara says over there that um, that Rebbe would not allow the Bnei Geder to go to Chamsan. Um, Rebbe said, I don't want you to go. Is Chamsan going to Geder? And the Gemara says because he didn't want the travel to occur because of Shikrus. And you see, even at the time of Chazal, things could happen when people are have imbibed. Um, he mentions here also, again, you have to go to the newspaper articles to know what he's talking about, that there was an incident that happened, I guess, in the 50s, where the Chacham of Lifta, it was some sort of Talmud Chacham that was killed at some Chasana that occurred. Um, and, I, and again, every life is important. But when these terrible events occur, they realize how fragile our hold of life is and how we need to keep the community strong. Um, so therefore, clearly, you need to call the police as soon as possible. Now, what about the fact that you call the police about things that aren't sakonas nefoshos? 
People call the police for everything. My kitty cat is trapped in the tree. Okay. Obviously, the police don't know that. Sometimes they'll say it's an emergency and you get there and the cat is in the tree. You said someone's killing it. Someone's killing Marsha. Someone's killing Marsha. They've got her on the neck. And what is it? It's a dog that's running after a cat named Marsha. <laughs> but, okay, we, don't, we can't be responsible for that. Obviously, we come out, even though it's not a sakana, but we came because anything could be a sakana. Now, the first thing Rav Herzog deals with, what about Chazorah? What about going back from the place? The cops go there. They get the cat Marsha out of the tree. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. They stop the guy with the bottle who's attacking someone else. Halachically, are they allowed to go back to the, to, uh, uh, to the police uh, station? So you'll say, yeah. You know why? Because there might be another outbreak. So they got to go back in their car and drive in their car because there might be some other violence that comes out. But if Herzog says, why do they have to go back to the police station? Let them stay where they are. And he calls it al-chuti, which, of course, is old-fashioned Hebrew for wireless, right? I think so. <laughs> in other words, they could have radio transmission in their car to know, car 54, where are you? You need to go to wherever it is, and you'll go over there. You, but you don't need to drive unnecessarily to the central base and get out of the car and wait again until you're called again. Now, maybe you want to say that oh, they need to go because it's quicker that way. So first of all, how do you know it's quicker going back to base or sitting where you are? And the truth is, it's, 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 it's only a minimal percentage that it's going to happen anyway. So therefore, he feels that um, because of that, he's got a problem with the police going back. So in order to investigate this, he quotes a famous Gemara in Erevin, which talks about when the militia, when the, uh, the, the citizen-based militia would go to save people in another city, the question was, do they, if they win or they don't win, what do they do with their weapons that they're carrying? Okay, which again is an av malacha possibly of carrying in Rishul Sarabim. What should they do? So the Gemara has a whole discussion about did they maybe and based on Rashi and, and the Sugi there, it sounds like they hide their weapons in a certain spot. Maybe they have to be worried that the if they if they were victorious that they're going to be ambushed later. But that seems to be the discussion there. When the Rambam takes that Gemara, the Rambam comes up with a whole different explanation. The Rambam says, if anyone goes out to save people and they're carrying their weapons with them, they can go back 100% to where they lived with their weapons. Because if we don't allow them, they won't do it a second time. Now, that's not in the Gemara and Erevin at all. Where did the Rambam get that from? Um, and which is Rav Herzog's question. Main Hotzia Rambam. Where did the Rambam get that heter from? Because if that's true, this would be a heter, possibly, for them to, for, for our police people to go back. 
if the police feel I got to stay over here, I got to stay on this spot, I don't want to stay on this spot in this corner. You need to realize you want people to save Jews. You want the police to do it a second time. So even though there's real no necessity of saving lives and bringing their weapons back after they've decimated the enemy, but unless they bring their weapons back, the Rambam says, they're not going to go out again. I have to go and save people. You know, now I got to go after Shabbos and search for the stuff and where we, where we left it. We want to make it easy on the saviors. We want to make it easy on the cops. We want to make it easy on the people that we rely on. So we sort of like do away with these halachic restrictions because otherwise they're not going to go out a second time. <laughs> that was the Ram- That's what the Rambam is saying here. But Rav Herzog is wondering, where did the Rambam get that from? So he, Rav Herzog found the, the spot from a mission in Rosh Hashanah where it talked about that in the has a precedent. The precedent that the Rambam has is by Kiddush HaChodesh. In Kiddush HaChodesh, we know that we allow Chil Shabbos to occur. And, um, and if we don't, if we stop people from coming, even though we've already gotten the, uh, the witnesses, we don't stop others on the road and say, you know, don't go. They already know already. We let everybody come. We let everybody come, even though we've already have the witnesses we need. In other words, to get to the Besden, you needed to uh, carry. You needed to do a malach on Shabbos. And there's other people who are doing malachas to get to Besden on Shabbos to make sure that the Aedus is given, that uh, the, the moon was seen. We don't stop the others. Why? Because if we stop people and say, oh, you're not necessary, people aren't going to come. And we're not going to ever have witnesses. So therefore, that was Rav Gamliel's statement. So that's, Rav Herzog says, is, is the Rambam's mokor for what the Rambam now uh, adapts to the idea of weaponry. Now, I've heard success, it's a big chiddish because Rambam knows St. Tom Shalom The Rambam gave a reason for this halacha that's not in Shas. He borrowed an idea from Kiddush HaKodesh. But he says, I think I might know why. He says that The Rambam has an attitude about Chil Shabbos, which is important. And that gets into the debate whether Chil Shabbos is Tchuya or Hutra. Meaning, we know we save lives in order to, uh, is primary. Even if it means that Shabbos was violated, so to speak. But is that, is that the idea that Shabbos was pushed away for a greater cause? Or does it mean that whenever life and death issues are involved, Shabbos is if is not there at all? It's like Shabbos is 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 not isn't isn't present. It's like Shabbos doesn't affect that situation. That's called Hutra Shabbos. 
And that would mean, for example, if Shabbos is Dechuya, that means you would try your best not to be Machal Shabbos if a Bikuach Nefesh situation exists. If you could, for example, get the medicine to the, whatever it is, to the person in a way that there's the least amount of Chilul Shabbos, that's what you would do. You would go through, you wouldn't, you would go through the side streets instead of going through the main streets. If it's not a question of, of, of life, if, if you wouldn't die uh, quicker based on that. But if you say Shabbos is Hutra, then it's different. Shabbos is Hutra, so therefore, uh, it's Pikuach it's Nefesh, Shabbos, don't start telling me about Shabbos when there's Pikuach Nefesh. So he says the Sugin Erevin that the Rambam sort of like changed was because the Rambam understood that Sugya holds Shabbos is Dechuya Eitz Pikuach Nefesh. Whereas the Rambam, Paskin's Shabbos is Hutra, therefore he takes the halacha that you go and save people, but he expands it to the idea of actually being able to take the weapons back, and we want to do everything to save people's lives, because when Shabbos, Pekuach Nefesh is involved, Shabbos is Mutter. There is no idea, oh, you were Machal Shabbos. It was Hutra, it's as if there wasn't Shabbos. And therefore we use these other smaris, these other considerations, that maybe, who knows how strong they are. But the Rambam says, no, it comes to Pikuach Nefesh, I'm going to use them, because Shabbos doesn't really register as much when a Pikuach Nefesh situation is involved. And therefore, if this might be a reason why, if they can't bring their weapons back, they won't go another time, we're going to let them do the Malachav Hitzah on Shabbos. So now let's talk, let's relate that now to the police. So he says, first of all, if you're going to use the Rambam for police, why do you think the police aren't going to do it? I, I gave a svara before when I was talking that the police are going to be upset and they're not going to vote. But there's a big difference. The Rambam was not talking about people who are hired by the government to have a job. We're talking about people in a community that want to go save people in another community. Citizens that want to donate their time and effort. And they want to go to, uh, to, to this place. Right? But police have to go there. And maybe if you, if, you are a, 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 if you are a volunteer, then the psychologist, like the people who have to come to Besden, then the Rambam's connection makes sense. Because it's all a volunteer thing. We want you to volunteer again in the future. We want people to be saved in the future through your volunteerism. We want to make that easier on you. And therefore, we're going to let you uh, drive back to your house. But that's not with police. They, this is their job. Okay. Another reason is, think about it. They can't go back with their weapons. Why does that mean? It isn't just what I said before. Oh, it's an effort to go find where they stash the weapons. It's like, oh, yeah, we went with our weapons, but then we had to put them down. Hey, we, we were just involved in a battle. We're scared. They're going to be scared all the way home. But here, ain't le malafachid. What do they do? What do they do? They weren't involved in a battle with an enemy that could still ambush them and make them feel insecure. They stopped a, a domestic squabble from occurring. 
So therefore, you can't just use the Rambam to say, oh, they can definitely go back. Otherwise, they're not going to want to join the police. We're not going to have a police force. So, Rav Herzog says, they definitely should get there as soon as possible. But, and, and they should go speed there with their cars. Rav Herzog, despite his realism, says, it would be awesome for them to use the car until Moitzei Shabbos. Now, obviously, if there's a new job, they go. But they need to stay, they need to stay there. Okay? Doesn't sound that realistic, but again, Rav Herzog is trying to be halachically accurate. Now, let's say they aren't called out. Uh, just the idea of having regular patrols in communities. So he says he's heard from people who have spoken to him. And, and this shows you what a chief rabbi did, or maybe still does, is that he heard, he investigated this issue. He spoke to people in the, who were involved in the police force and involved in security. And he said, it's definitely been shown statistically that by having police patrolling in a certain place, that limits the amount of outbreaks of incidents. Now, if that's true, do you need to have police cars? <laughs> do you need to have actual uh, driving in a car with whatever malachas involved in driving cars of creating the, the piston engine to go? Is, right. So he says maybe you could have in certain communities cops on the street, uh, patrolmen, or afnayim regilim. We're not talking about motorized bicycles, just regular bikes. There's no Isra Daraisa to drive a, a bicycle. Now, you're going to tell me, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, you, can't cover, you can't cover a lot of ground, even on a Schwinn 10-speed or whatever it is. Right? You got it? But still, just to say we need to have people in cars driving around, you don't even know yet that there is going to be an outbreak of violence or some fight there. And once again, not even though true there is a percentage of fights that lead to deadly violence, he calls that a miyutchiach. So it's one thing if they're calling you, but to be matir cars driving around because of a miyut, he says, you really have got to stretch the idea of pikuach nefesh. Um, and he's not ready to do that. He says, Isuri de Rabbonin, yes, but he's not ready to be matir. Again, if you want to be shomer, uh, based on aloka, that, that way. This sounds a little unrealistic from the year 2020, but this is what he wrote at that time. Um, let's say it's not to break up uh, a domestic squabble. Let's say the people there have already broken it up. Let's say a guy broke into someone's house and you caught him. And the Israeli guy, the Sabra, was a tough guy. He has, he has the, 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 the burglar already uh, basically subdued. So why are they calling the police? They're calling the police to arrest him. 
The Karm Brisa, take him away. So now it's not Atzalos Nefoshes. Now, Lechora, in that case, it would seem, Rav Herzog says, Ein Bedin Sheyitches HaShabbos. Right? What's the Chilu Shabbos here? You've got the guy. <laughs> You've got the guy. The guy trapped him. We have to machal Shabbos to arrest him and to bring him and to put him in, in the jail. So he says a, a new svara. He says, if we're not going to let them come there and investigate this burglary, then what's going to happen? There's going to be more burglars. If this guy, the Sabra guy is not letting him go, but the police aren't coming. Eventually, I say, listen, you can't hold me. The guy breaks loose. He runs away. So what's going to happen? A situation of, oh, on Shabbos, you're going to be able to get away with burglars. Now, we know what happens with burglary. The Gemara tells us. With burglary comes a, a forced entry, comes the possibility of, of, of deathly force. So therefore, he wants, Rav Herzog says, even coming to, to punish a burglar would also lead, is also a sense of a pikuach nefesh. Because if we let people alone, then there's going to become this attitude that you can rob on Shabbos. And if you rob on Shabbos, the Sabra guy, one, somebody's going to get killed when people realize, hey, you can burgle on Shabbos. Uh, I don't know why this came to me, but when I was in Yeshiva many, many years ago, uh, that's when the Ganevis always occurred. There were Ganot, we had a big Yeshiva with hundreds of guys. The Ganevis occurred on Shabbos, usually by Musaf. That's when the Ganav would make his way, because that's when the dorms were closed. That's the easiest time. Anyway, the point is, is that um, it, 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 his point is well taken, I think. Now, Rav Herzog spends the rest of this tshuva coming up with uh, what he feels might be a heter here um, of, of when the when the when the uh, the team is driving or engaged in activities. And he comes up with this chiddush of shnayim shasu. We know when it comes to a korban, when it comes to being machayev kores or achatas on Shabbos, if there's an action that two people can do as easily uh, as one, and they do it together, so we learn out from a pasuk in the Torah that you're not chayev a korban and you're not chayev skiwa for that on Shabbos. So the question now is that maybe we should try as much as possible to have the patrol team work together in their actions. I don't know how this is going to work in a car exactly, but maybe the malochas that are done in order in their policing should be done by two people instead of one. And he, he he investigates this. He says that we know that when it comes to a cholusha'ein bo sakana, we allow isuri de rabbanon. When two people do a malacha together, that's usur de rabbanon. So we should allow, for policing purposes, the idea of shnayim shasua. Um, now, Normally, when it comes to pikuach nefesh, 
Um, we don't hear in halacha, let two people do it. Because if two people do it, it's less of a chilul Shabbos. And the reason is, is because if we tell it, if we tell two people to do it, then people are going to say, oh, there aren't two people here. So uh, in other words, two people will cook the food that the chola needs. So each one will put in one, one will put the other. So together they'll open the fire. Then we're going to have a problem because if there aren't two people, there's going to be a lack of pikuach nefesh. However, um, then he goes into this question, maybe Shnaim Shasu is still Osir Minatora, it's just not Osir, you don't just bring a carbon. But for our purposes, I'm going to skip this part because this is really just a lumdish part. So therefore, um, He says, from the Rambam, it seems clear that Shnayim Shosu, that two people could do the action. You're putter from the Torah, and it's Osir Midr Now, if that's true, and then he gets into, again, this other issue about Shnayim Shosu, So, it could be, if that's true, that w- maybe we should try in our halachic suggestions to the police, we should try for them to be makbed on shnayim shosua, if possible. And this way, it's only an iser de rabbonon, and iser de rabbonon, when two people are doing it, wouldn't be a problem. Um, and... So he says that, um, and again, it's, it's somewhat complicated about it. And you see how he works in this. He does a lot of work over here on this. All right. And we can go here to the next page. <laughs> anyway, he says, he says, I'm going to write a whole book about this. I'll write a whole article about this. But he says, let's just say that the Rambam is right. Shnayim Vasua is only Osir So therefore, let's use Shnayim Shosua in the car. Now, I'm not sure what he means. I, I was thinking what he means here is that there's, you know, like, like you have the cars that, um, uh, that you go on uh, when, when you have the driving instructor. So maybe you can have, if it's two people, so maybe somehow two people can turn the key, turn people are driving it. Somehow that would be my, that would turn the issue of turning on the engine and whatever other malachas are involved in car driving, it would be a derabona. And therefore, if, the, if it's something could be worked out, that it could be a combination of the of, of, of the team of policemen going out there, then then the idea of sending police and even the patrol cars would not be a problem. Similarly, you know, the questions before about about returning to the base, returning to the, what might also be able to be saved with that. One last situation. What about? Um, Again, the question is bringing him to the police station. 
Um, so obviously, uh, that he said, we need to get him, we need to process him. Otherwise, people would think they can steal on Travis. So, now, um, First of all, we're not sure if every thief is necessarily uh, a murderer. Um, there are people that, that are cowards. When there are people around, right, they're, they're going to run away. Um, is it really going to make a difference? So can you really be matir, the police, to get involved after the, the, the incident is over, in order to make sure that cannabis don't occur. He believes that the, the, it's a statistically small amount, and he quotes here a very important Rav Kivager. Rav Kivager says that if the chance of Sakana is one of a thousand, That's not necessarily, like, echad mine elif. That's not called sakana. Really. Um, that if the sakana, as he says, is one out of a thousand, that's not even called a suffix pikuach nefesh. So, what is the amount? How much, in this situation, if we do not send the police to be Machal Shabbos to arrest this guy and to process him and to book him. What are the statistics here that it's going to lead to Sakonis Nefoshos? Can we say simply it's definitely going to lead to it? It's a good svara. But there's so many other factors here. First of all, who says that every Ghanif is going to be Rotzeach? Who says this is going to happen? Therefore, he says, you can't just say, well, it might lead to it. Rav Herzog here, quoting this Ricky Vega, it's very important Ricky Vega, that we don't necessarily assume every possibility of something happening is called a Sakana. What are the Gedarim? And again, this came up with Corona and opening up uh, the communities. What's considered Sakana Snafashas? So therefore, he wants to say, Shebemikra, when it comes, for example, that there's uh, a cave-in, so we say it's a one in a thousand chance there's a Jew there. We go and dig the cave out and, and, and get the person out. He says, over there, it's different. There, we know someone is dying under there, if there are people there. There, we know the event could kill someone. The question is, is there a Jew there or not? So there, we say, we don't use statistics. Pikuach nefesh, it doesn't make a difference. But let's say, and this has to do with Corona a little bit, if the machl is not misukenis, let's say the disease out there is one in a thousand. Ricky Vager said one in a thousand is not called suffix pikuach nefesh anymore. So it's different. Maybe, so what is the situation about sending the police out to, to book the robber? If, again, it's a, it's a typical burglary. The guy wasn't there with deadly force, necessarily. He didn't have a gun with him. But he broke into someone's house. If the police don't arrest him, 
and Marmachal Shabbos to arrest him, do what? What is that going to lead to? Well, it might lead to statistically more Ganevis. More Ganevis might lead to more Ritzichas if it becomes violent, and therefore it's called Pikuach Nefesh. Rav Herzog is saying that to him sounds very distant to allow an immediate Chil Shabbos based on that. Now, um, he says it's Tzorachian to figure out what is the exact nature of Suffolk Pikuach Nefesh. What is it? It's not one out of 50, right? So what is it? This really was a question that they dealt with, obviously, now in, in, in Corona and other things. What is the Suffolk Pikuach Nefesh? He says, Tzorachian Mizeh. It's a Tzorachian. The chief rabbi of Israel did not was not sure about it. So therefore he said, look, what I would say is like this. Try to do Shnayim Shuasua if it can be done. But he's not ready to say we should just go and, and obviously go and book the guy who has been caught. Let's talk about two other in Yonimir and then we'll stop. What about writing the report? Um, Obviously, you need to have a report. Um, otherwise, the guy's not going to be judged. Um, is it possible to get the report written in a way that there's no Isser Daraisa? So, most of you are going to say, well, writing on the computer is not Isser Daraisa. Right? Uh, putting something into, uh, in, into your database is not Ksiva from the Torah. So that wouldn't be a problem at all. This chuva was written before electronic writing, before the times of putting the uh, information into the computer and typing it up. So he comes up with uh, a psak based on uh, what it says in Shulchan Aruch from the Ramah, that unless you write in Lashon HaKodesh, but if you write Latin, if you write in the Latin uh, letters, that's not Osir Menatayah. That's only an Isra de Rabbonin. Because the only, the Ramah quoting the Orzeruah said, the only Ksiva that's Osir from the Torah is Ashuris and Yavonis. That's the Ravio, who was again the great Pesik of, uh, of Germany. Many people argued with the Ravio, but it is that sheet is there, that it's only a de Rabbonin. Rav Herzog himself, Paskin, that if you if going with the Mogan Avram, the Mogan Avram says if you write Mishita, Mishita I believe means what we call cursive writing, not Ashuris writing, what we call cursive writing in Hebrew. The Mogan Avram says Epsher the Potter, the Machsa Shekel takes out the word Epsher and says in the and he's he's a commentary on the Mogan Avram that says you are Potter from if you're writing not in like these letters, these letters that you're seeing in front of you, those are more like Savashuris, writing in, the, in, in script or in Latin or in English or in some other language, that would not be an Isser uh, Minatora. So he says, obviously, he would not allow people to use this Shita unless it was somehow connected to Pikuach Nefesh. He doesn't want to say that he's sure the Rabbanan are nothing. Because even according to the Ravyo and the Mogan Avram, it's still also made a Rabbanan to write in English. But, first of all, you have um, 
the shittas that hold it's only the Rabbonon, and it's definitely Tzarech Rabim, and if it would be, if there's no guy to do it, it would be allowed to write in not this classic Hebrew, uh, in the Ashuris, you'd be able to write up the report. Now, that would be if you're writing the report about the criminal event that occurred. But that doesn't mean in the office. <laughs> For example, you could write up, <laughs> keep on writing who showed up to work, uh, uh, how much uh, stuff is in the, uh, in the storeroom. There you can't say there's a hetter. And therefore, if the police is going to work based on uh, the dinam of Shabbos, they should get it ready from Arab Shabbos, uh, those type of writings. But if it's about filing a report about someone who has been uh, arrested, and you need to have that report in order to have it in front of the judge, again, all of this is basically old-fashioned, because because whatever he says here about I guess you could apply it because Ksiv on the computer is also maybe a Darabonin because it's, it's not Miskayim. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know enough about it right now. It's not in my head to explain it. But the way Rav Herzog was being matir, uh, Ksiva in a different language, Ksiva in cursive, that should also be allowed. Any uh, thing that's not a Boris or Daraisa should be allowed in that case. Um, he also, uh, right. And as he says, it should be reserved for serious offenses, this type of heter. Okay, so that is Rav Herzog's uh, uh, advice about um, one last thing, which I didn't mention before, in terms of imprisoning him on Shabbos. Um, he says that, uh, he says, he feels that uh, there's no need, if he's already in, he's already in custody, there's no reason on Shabbos to take him uh, specifically to the holding tank of, because why should you have to do that? Let's end with the tefillah of Rav Herzog, Yeratzen Shlo Nichshal Bedvar Alocha. Um, and I believe at least this gives us some significance about uh, uh, of the importance of the police presence thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode 